Before we get into today's episode, we want to acknowledge the privilege of living and working on Aboriginal land, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a new format of our podcast, which we are calling Authentic Conversations. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Simon Tyson. Hi, Kira Lee. And of course, it's still part of the um, Authenticity Transforming Workplace Culture family of podcasts. <laughs> yep. We just thought we'd take a slightly different angle on, on a few things. Yeah, we were having a chat last week and we thought we have a lot of conversations, be that uh, with different organisations. We have, we're both heavily involved in community sports, so at times we'll have a conversation with people out in the community, family and friends. And some of these conversations that we have bring a common theme that people are experiencing in workplaces. So we thought, as leaders and in as workplaces, as leaders in workplaces, yeah. yeah. So we thought we'll extract, you know, the topics or the themes that people are experiencing and and have a bit of a chat about it and and try to unpack a few issues and give some hints and tips for leaders that might help if they're experiencing. Absolutely, and and one of the key differences between this and our our conversations that inspired is those conversations normally happen after we've completed a workshop or something like that together and we've got a glass of wine in our hand. <laughs> um, today, we're recording this at 10.13 in the morning and so we've got a cup of tea. Yeah, so, I've, I've, but, got a, I've got a coffee. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one tea totally here. If it's so we um, might not be as creative as we normally are. So, <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Simon, you wrote a blog that has been published today on our website and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes below. But your blog was titled Fishing in a Shallow Pond. I'm going to throw straight to you to talk a little bit more about that to our listeners. Yeah, look, it's really all about, it's the cliche we hear constantly from clients, from uh from people we meet, I mean, I can sit on an airplane, airplane, and, and and be catching a flight and and talking. It's the, it's it's the cliche we hear, and what they're talking about is is the pond they're fishing in for new team members and how shallow it is. And the basic premise of the article I wrote today is I just had this flash of insight that what we're doing is flat uh, fishing in a shallow pond. But at the same time, we're doing things. We've got habits that pollute the pond. We're trying to attract people to. So I don't understand how we make a really difficult situation better by presenting people with something mediocre or by presenting people with something that's compromised. And in the article, I talk about the things organisations are doing that means that they are presenting candidates those precious fish in that shallow pond with a pretty compromised offering. Yeah, I think something that I had a conversation, I actually had the very thing you said before, a conversation on a plane, and I had a conversation with one of my really good friends who holds quite a high leadership role on the weekend, and it was very much about what you speak about is it's so common now that organisations are having to accept poor performance and uh, making a choice. And I know sometimes organisations don't feel that they have a choice, but they are making a choice to accept poor performance of people for fear that they're going to leave. And what I don't think there's there's that realisation of right now 
we've got that person in that role, but what does it do to the rest of the pond? What is it doing to everyone around them? So when the poor performance is happening, how much is everyone else having to step up around them to enable that person to continue? And my advice to this person on the weekend was you have someone that is so comfortable with poor performance now that there is just no motivation to change and no motivation to improve. And the only option you have now is to create that motivation by um, exterior things. But, like, this is so common. Like, I think that I could – I honestly believe I could talk to 50 leaders and this would be happening in 49 of them. (laughs) Let me be be very clear up front. I am an idealist. And I live in this idealistic world in my head where it's simple. The answers are simple. You know what's right and you do what's right. But I'm also a business person and I've been a senior executive and in in organizations outside our own companies. And so it's not like I've lost touch with reality. And I get there's this constant trade-off between the ideal I'm about to talk about and the reality organizations face. But let's walk through a scenario. I've got a person in my team whose attitude is poor, who's treating their colleagues in a way that's not really okay, who's not pulling their weight, and when they do something, their standards are low. What does that do for the team around them? What does that do for the morale? And then I go out fishing. And I, I'm trying to land a fish, as I say, in a very shallow pond. And what I'm offering to them is to come and swim with us over here. And the best candidates are looking at that going, yeah, I don't know if I want to swim there. Or, and this happens way too often, we present something nice to them. We present something that, that is compelling to them. And they come and swim with us for a while and they get back out of that pond because they go, you know what? I was happier in that shallow pond over there than I am here. And you know what? In that shallow pond, I'm a big fish and plenty of people want me. I've got lots of choices. And so we see this people come in and bounce straight back out because the pond we attract them to just isn't that compelling. Mm, Or another scenario is that they come in and they see – oh, that's the way we do things around here. Oh, that's the way that you can – oh, that's what you can get away with. Oh, you know, I can kind of just cruise. And, and they subside. And, and that becomes the norm. So you're recruiting these people into a pool that poor performance is the norm and that suddenly is the way we do things around here because people act, people do say, think and decide by what they experience and what they see at work. And if they are yep. experiencing someone that is getting away with that because – we don't have anyone else and we can't afford to lose them, then they'll go, well, they can't afford to lose me either. I'll Absolutely. do the same thing. And it's it's the reality of- Subsiding is one of the great dangers in workplaces at the moment, that we recruit yeah. someone, we go, we work so hard to find this person and we bring them into an environment that they either choose to then leave or that they subside in because it's below the standard they bring and they go, okay, fair enough. And you know one of my philosophies. It's probably the the thing that I believe that I hold closest to my heart around around leadership and workplace culture. There aren't that many exceptionally good or bad people. There's just people 
responding to the the leadership they're exposed to and the workplace culture they work in. And we've all been that person. I you know, I honestly am still embarrassed by the person I was in the last workplace I formerly walked in, worked in before I started this company, and that was 25, 28 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, and I look at it and go, oh, gee, I just wasn't someone I would be proud of. And I'm really clear on this. I still had choices, but my choice was to subside. My choice was to respond to the climate I was in and the leadership I was exposed to, and the leader I had there was pathetic a game player, manipulator, played favorites, all those things, I responded to that. I think what we're doing now is we're creating workplaces where the leadership might be great, the leadership's working their bums off trying to make things work because it's so hard, but they're also tiptoeing, they're on eggshells, they're working around someone who's not acceptable and they don't hold them accountable for fear they'll leave Yet that's the person that makes the pond we attract those fish to, one that they either subside in or don't want to stay in. And the discussion I had on the weekend was, and, and, and we hear this all the time, we can't, we can't afford, we can't, just, we can't just get rid of them, we can't afford to do that. And I, I said to the person I was talking to, consequence doesn't have to be get rid, getting rid of someone. Consequence is making them uncomfortable where they are, so that creates the motivation to start, do, say, think, deciding the way you want them to. Consequence can be an uncomfortable conversation. Consequence can be bringing them into a meeting and having them have hold the accountability for the situation that happened. Consequence can be them having to have the discussion with the customer or the senior manager or the CEO or the COO or whoever that is. Create a situation where they are no longer comfortable to poor perform. Yeah, absolutely. We don't just have to go in with an axe and just, you know, you're out, you're out, you're out, and suddenly we've got no workers. Create a situation where they are forced to step up because they're not going to choose it. They're not going to choose it themselves. They are so comfortable now and everyone's paving the way around them to be comfortable for the mistakes and the poor performance. We're facilitating mediocrity. Now, I'm I'm a, at heart, the thing that gets me out of bed every day is growing people. That's what I've spent my career doing. That's what you spend your career doing, Kira Lee. That's what motivates me more. To see someone grow, that's that's the bit I take home at night. And I love so much of what I do, but I see someone make some development, make some breakthrough, become a slightly better version of themselves. That's what I take home at night and what brings me back the next day. So I'm not into getting rid of people. Um, I And this is a topic for another day. I don't believe in managing people out. I believe in managing them up. And if in the process they choose out, that's fine. Yeah. But I believe in doing it with with honesty and integrity and my intention is to make them better, not to get rid of them. But if they choose not to be better and, and, and it's an easier option for them to go, so be it. So I'm all for many measures before it comes to saying you don't work here anymore. What organizations are doing, they're fearful that even by having those conversations, even by holding someone accountable, even by giving them feedback that something's not okay, that people will go, oh, if that's the way it is, I'm out of here. I believe that we have to go into these situations knowing that's one of the possibilities. But 
I don't think that happens anywhere near as often, and maybe it happens a bit more often today, but I don't believe it happens anywhere near as often as managers fear it will. Because you know what? Often people have got a lot of skin in the game. Sometimes they don't have all the choices that they think they have. In fact, if they're one of your worst performers, they probably have less choices than anyone else. Maybe their work, maybe the conditions in your workplace suit them. Maybe they've got flexibility. Maybe they're working close to home and they've got a small commute. I don't know what, maybe they love the the industry they work in. Maybe they've got a strong connection with a colleague. I, I don't know, but very often people are less willing. They go, oh, well, if they do that, then I'm out of here. So often that's a hollow threat. Um, I'm not saying it's always a hollow threat and we have to accept that the risk of holding someone accountable, the risk of not making mediocrity okay, is that they might leave. But honestly, I would say in 95% of situations, keeping them is a false comfort. If you can't hold anyone accountable to reasonable standards of behavior and performance, then keeping them is a false comfort. If you've got a situation where you simply literally can't operate or there's a compliance issue or a legal issue or whatever, then that obviously changes things. But I think, you know, I, I know some conversations you've had recently. What advice would you give a leader in that circumstance of I literally cannot get rid of this person because, and I can't hold them accountable because I'm just, I, if we don't have them, I'm so, I'm so stuffed. What advice would you give them? My advice would be start working on a plan B. So start looking around at who you could start upskilling, who you could start working with, who you could start training, who you could start coaching through to become that solution. Because if you can't go in and risk losing that person right now, which is the reality um, that some people face, then the only option that you do have is to look in you know, one month, two months, six months, maybe even 12 months um, in some organizations, but there needs to be a plan to move forward for a solution. And you know what the great news it, it here can't, is? It can't just be this is it and we're stuck with it. We're it stuck with it, yeah. It, that, the reality is it. that it will just create so much toxicity that will just, it, it just Absolutely. will create so much more, more know, problems in the long run. Do you know the great news? There's You've great only news, got it. <laughs> Listeners, there's great news. <laughs> <laughs> the great news is that you only have to get that person. You've only got to get plan B to mediocre. You exactly. don't have to get them to perfect because you've already got mediocre or worse. Yeah. If you can get this person to mediocre, you know what? If they're mediocre with an intention to keep improving, if they're mediocre with, an, with a commitment to being better, if they're mediocre with a good attitude, you're already better off. And I don't think it takes that long to do that. I, I, we're, it we're doesn't, not- and especially if you have someone that's green and growing. We like to say we want our people green and growing. We don't want them ripe and rotting. And someone that is comfortable with poor performance is ripe and rotting. So if you have someone that may not have the technical skill, may not have the experience, may not have the knowledge, but they're green and growing, they are going to want to learn. They're going to embrace the situation. They're going to embrace high performance. They're going to be grateful for the opportunity. And you will find that you will get that discretionary effort from them and just coach them, work with them, share that knowledge. There is other people in the organization that will have that knowledge. Absolutely. Two quick things because I want, we want to keep this short and punchy for our listeners. First one is 
why are you having to fish in the first place? So you've only got to go and fish in that shallow pond because unless you're growing because you've got a vacancy, why did that vacancy occur? And very often it's because you're polluting the pond. So you've got people leaving because they, they're frustrated. You've got people leaving because they've got to work with this person who's just unpleasant to work with or who doesn't pull their weight. Um, you've got people leaving because they don't feel like they can come to work and be and, and do something really meaningful because they're working with people whose standards are low. So, you know, as we always say, you will have turnover. The higher the standard is in your culture, the more likely that is to be the poor performers because they're the outliers. The problem is when the poor performers you know, bring your general average down to mediocrity, then your best performers leave. So it gets even harder. So you're not now trying to replace your poor performers, you're trying to replace your best performers. Um, again, I know this isn't easy. And I think at some point, it's the death of a thousand cuts. Do we want the death of a thousand cuts or are you just prepared to take it on and say, enough, there's a line, um, we. This is what we expect of someone who wants to be here. We want to support you to get to that level. But if you don't want to do that, then this is probably not the place for you. Um, and I think if you're at the same time you're working on some plan Bs in the background, then then you're more likely. It, it's not going to make this problem go away, but you won't have to go fishing so often. And when you do go fishing, you'll have something more attractive to offer people. I want to talk about the bait. If you're fishing in a small pond or fishing in a shallow pond and there's a lot of people fishing in that pond and there are not many fish in it, you better have the best bait. Completely agree with that, Simon. The bait needs to be good to draw people in and that is a topic. So if you if this is something that you're experiencing right now, we will be releasing another front page leadership very shortly on this very topic and the way that um, organizations can become more flexible regardless of what your organization is because we get a lot of feedback from different people because you're going to have frontline workers, you're going to have government workers, um, not everyone can work from home and things like that and we are going to have a big chat about that. We are and for our listeners who can't see, I sort of pulled up there a bit because I got a very clear look from Kiralee <laughs> that that is the topic of the next podcast <laughs> and no words were needed. So. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, I've really enjoyed recording our first authentic conversations format of our podcast. I think that this is going to be valuable to our listeners. I, I love a good short, sharp podcast with lots of value, so I'm hoping that our listeners have as well. Absolutely, and, and it was fun to record it, and so we'll see them in the next episode. And uh, in the meantime, stay authentic. Stay authentic.